The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 13th, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 77. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We appreciate you guys joining us. we got a breakdown of Cowboys' win yesterday, a division win, 27-20. There were a lot of things that, that, uh, that went right for the Cowboys. There were just as many things, I think, that could have gone or did go wrong for them. We'll talk about all that in the course of today's show. We are not uh, joined today by Dave. Dave is uh, traveling today, but we got... Special guest in with us, Mr. Nate Newton. Talk a little football with uh, with him. Uh, of course, we love getting Nick and Nate together because that goes back to the Nick and Nate days when uh, right. Nick and Nate used to used to be together back in the day at Valley Ranch. So yes, welcome to sir. the show, Nate. Hey, glad to be here, man. And I'm first to say, man, uh, I guess Washington telling all their guys, you know, hey, man, we was there. It was a moral victory. Oh, yeah. We was missing players. And so that moral victory thing is off of the Cowboys and back onto the Redskins. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, the reserves, <laughs> we'll the reserve people. We'll see. We're we'll starting early, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. We'll see it early. Yeah, we'll see. I doing? mean, if they if they win four in a row and to, to finish the season, then, yeah, it certainly was. It was a, a moral victory. So. <laughs> we know that ain't happening. Thank you. Hey, Nick, real quick, give me a 77. This is how we start off our show. Nick usually gives me the show number. He gives me a player associated with yeah. the number 77. Give me a player first. First, first player that comes to mind at 77. Well, not, not For me? Yeah, sure. Jim Jeffcoat. That's a good one, actually. Really good. <laughs> his son actually just won the uh, Grey Cup wow. in, uh, in Canada. They just His team just won the Grey yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah 77. Uh, th- that's the one. Jim, Jim Jeffcoat was one. I mean, obviously, right now, you know, this team doesn't function if they don't have their 77. Yes. It's Tyron Smith. <sighs> He's the guy. Remember we, we said well, if I could have one thing in the world, I would take his health. Because his health, I think, trickles to everybody else, and yeah. it's just not there right now. I, I hope he's going to be fine. I liked kind of the mannerisms I saw from him, but I don't think this is a long-term thing. But I – I don't know if it's a short-term thing either. All right, we're going to get to that. I want to talk a little bit later about injuries and where we stand right there, particularly on the offensive line. Before we do, though, let's start with the big picture. Give me a storyline from this game. What is the big picture storyline you think coming out of this game? Well, for me, it was the the. I mean, they they went up there and they handled their business. I mean, it doesn't matter. How it, you know, people say, well, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I don't know about that. It's how you start, especially when you go and, and you lay the smack down on them like like they did. They WWE. they they did. I mean, they absolutely kicked Washington's ass up and down the field there. Now, it's a division game. If they got any pride at all, they're going to come back, and they did. And the Cowboys may have let off some, but when they needed stops in the second half. They got it. Jordan Lewis with a fumble. Randy Gregor with a fumble. They got it. That defense it led to them, and and they were a better team than Washington. They showed from start to finish they were better, and they won. Nate, what's your big picture story of the game? You know what? It's three things I always say. You know, I, I don't do it a lot on my show because I'm I'm always the joke man. But you know, it's a little bit more <laughs> we football over here. Yeah, it's football. Okay. So I understand. <laughs> we I wish University of Texas to get on page. But anyway, <sighs> you gotta go there. Man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish it. Hey, but anyway. When you go on the road, there's three things you have to have, and I believe this from my heart, man. Coach uh, Johnson believed in it. Coach Landry believed in it. Is when you go on the road, you got to have defense. 
you got to have a run game, and your special teams have to not hurt you. We had four field goals yesterday by Greg Zerline. Great job. We had great, outstanding defense. I mean, dominating defense. Great job. And our run game, we had 35 uh, touches for 122 yards. A lot of people don't hey, the run game got to get on track. The run game was there yesterday. When you have 35 touches and your quarterback throw for 39, that's almost a 50-50 split. And so we don't want those extra 15 touches to go to our quarterback who's, who's having problems right now. So that was a great uh, deal yesterday. I'm with you, man. We came out with a victory. Mm -hmm. And this is the NFC East where wacky things happen. Mm -hmm. So we came out with a victory. I mean, that's all that matters. It really is all that matters at this point. It's not about style points. It's not about anything, anything else. I mean, and and I think we've we've kind of under we've kind of thought that this offense is what's carrying this team, and the defense is going to be okay. And that's just shifted at this point. I mean, the defense is the better. That's got the better players. It's got the guys that are that are just difference makers. And I, something's wrong with that offense. I mean, there's no doubt that they, they were off sync. The quarterback is not on the same page. With the receivers, it it just it's not there. But luckily, your defense is is absolutely you know playing at, at an elite level. Now I'll say this: Taysom Hill and Taylor Heineke are not going to be in the playoffs, and if they are, they're not going to be there for long. So that's just, it'll get better than that. Kyler Murray is better than that. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford—they're better than that. So it, 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 they'll be challenged more, but. You know they took advantage of a crappy offense, and they, you know, they, they dominated. The the thing that I know, and, and I think you guys know, is the the guys that we're talking about on defense are are guys that can start for other defenses. They they the guys that he just mentioned, the teams right. that each one, number eleven, Parsons can start, Gregory can start. Demarcus Lawrence can start. Gallimo can be a hell of a role player because I don't know as much about him as the other guys. These guys can start. So what I'm saying is when we play these other teams, our level of defense can rise up. We know Gregory have much more to give. We know Demarcus Lawrence and all of these guys have much more to give. Now, our, our back end will be questioned, but the pressure we bringing up front, yeah, we can answer that. Offensively, I'm with you, Nick. Offensively, yeah. We have one thing to fix. If we can get we can get a hundred yards or maybe thirty carries or thirty touches from our backs, I'm good with that. One thing we have to find out is what's wrong with number four. Once we figure out what's wrong with number four, this offense is gonna roll. Number four, something is not right. I, I I can't figure it out. I'm not close enough to the players or coaches to tinker with that, so I'm not going to make no speculations. We're going to get to the offense in just a second, and we're going to spend the majority of the show on the offense. I do want to give the defense its due, though. You look at some of the numbers from yesterday. They only allowed 224 yards, only 124 yards passing. Uh, they had five sacks, nine quarterback hits, uh, three uh, fumble recoveries, an interception, and a touchdown. Defense was outstanding. Talk to me about how they used their players because they had, uh, for the first game, uh, really for, for an entire game, they had Gregory, they had uh, Lawrence, they had Micah. They had them all out there. Gallimore was back there. How did they use that rotation with those guys? What were they doing with Micah? That may have been a little different than maybe what we've seen having those two pass rushers now back. Well, you know, I had the same view as you did, and it wasn't always awesome. Um, but no, from what it, it sounded like, Micah, uh, what it looked like was Micah was all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did notice him 
in probably three to four different spots. The only person that played more spots yesterday was Connor Williams. But I mean, I think for the most part, it was just it was he was all over the place, and that's what that's what it's designed to be when Gregory's back and Dorrance Armstrong's there, and of course Tank on the other side, and then you got Gallimore in there. You've got this roaming, you know, freelance linebacker who can just play everywhere and and that's what he is and and that's what I, I keep saying I want the quarterback I don't care if you if it's Tom Brady or a guy like Taysom Hill or Heineke I don't care who it is I want him to have to find 11 every time cuz I think back in when when you were playing in the 80, you know 80s late 80s early 90s it didn't matter who the quarterback was Troy still had to find Lawrence Taylor he had to find him he had to find Ray Lewis you have to find those guys and I think that's what the level that he's playing on you know, it's just amazing. Uh, four weeks ago, hey man, he's a defensive end, and I and I, I like okay, all right, he's earned the right to be at the defensive end. But y'all, you do not understand from an offensive lineman point of view that you walk up to the line. Here's Gregory. Here's De- Demarcus Lawrence, and you say, okay, boom. Now we're getting ready to set our protection. Which one we think the most dangerous? Mm-hmm. You know, even with. Gall- even with uh, Gallimore sitting there, oh, oh we're going to turn to this side because the extra pass rush is here. Then all of a sudden, you getting ready to turn from a left guard over here to help with the nose and to help with the defense. That's two on. That's four on two. Guess what? Then this guy walked to my outside eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about number 11. I have to say, straight, straight, straight. Everybody's one-on-one now. You got to handle your dog over you. And if you ain't right, bro, this is number 11 going to hurt you because it's a race to the quarterback. Now you went from three on two or possibly four on two to all of a sudden he bring this dude and only the right guard and the right tackle have the advantage. Your center is naked, I'm naked, and my left tackle is naked. But that means we by ourselves. And the running back ain't yeah, chipping. Please clarify that. He, 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 what's that? Clarify what that means. That we right want, now, we're one-on-one blocking. Okay, good. We're one-on-one on one blocking. You know, you don't yeah, I'm that. not going to take my clothes off of him, but anyway. Yeah. I, I was naked. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way off the track. Well, I mean, with Nate, you want to clarify? With Nate, yeah. you never know. You yeah. got to clarify. Okay. How you doing? What's up, Amber? I'm good. Yeah. Hey, Amber, real quick, give us your your big picture. What did you take away from yesterday's game? You were watching it along with everybody else. What were your your thoughts as you watched the game and and at the end of the game? My thoughts. Well, I'm I'm starting to panic a little bit, to be honest, mm. because every week since Dak got back from the injury, every week, you know. He'll miss some passes, being consistent. And you're like, well, it's Dak. He's shown he can do it. He'll be better next week. Then another game comes by, and you're like, all right, well, they they won. Okay, well, they can get better. You got your receivers back, this and that. So every week it's like you know you're expecting them to get better. But then how many games has it been? And it's like, okay, well, maybe we're at that point where maybe it, it won't get better. So... Right now, I, I am very concerned. I wasn't before, but after last night's games, I'm like, okay, maybe this is the time that we might have a serious problem at quarterback, and you might not have the kind of quarterback that you thought you had. And maybe, and I, I see a lot of people on Twitter, you know, wondering if 
he is still dealing with some with the injury or or something else that it's maybe affecting the way that he's performing on the field. But right now, I'm worried, and they should be worried too. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I want to dive into that topic, and I want to ask you guys, what do you think is the biggest problem right now for this offense, particularly Dak Prescott, and why he is not playing at the level that we've been accustomed to seeing him play? We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. At AT and T. Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbalanced bending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com/cowboys. New Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Give the gift of the Cowboys this season with the Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Membership start at just $20 and include an exclusive fan pack and VIP member experiences. Tis the season. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. Welcome back. Second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's dive into the topic that I think most fans out there are thinking and were thinking yesterday. What is wrong with Dak Prescott? He was 22 of 39, 56% completion percentage, uh, 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions that were kind of baffling even to me, um, and and he took four sacks. What is wrong with Dak? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's not something that you can see. He's not limping. He's not. He doesn't have like his arm isn't you know hurt. He's not on the injury report. Let me change the question. What do you see from Dak that's different now than earlier in the season when he was actually functioning at a really high rate? Inconsistency in his throws. Inconsistency in the timing. Inconsistency in getting first downs. I mean, the three and outs that is all you need to know. Jeez. I mean that that is ridiculous. In the first ten games of the season, they had nineteen. I'm sorry, they had sixteen three and outs. 16 times in 10 games, three and out. It's an average, you know, 1.6 or whatever. They've had like 24 in the last four. So the, and they're averaging six a game now, six three and outs a game. 
That's just, I mean, that's actually consistent, which is terrible. Yeah, the they're, fact that their defense can still play well under those kind of circumstances right. even speaks even more highly of this defense. Amber, what do you think's wrong with, with Dak? I never thought I would say this, but I think he has lost his confidence. And that's coming that's coming from me seeing a guy that from the moment he was a rookie and had to step into that job, he has shown confidence 1,000%. I feel that what I watched yesterday, I could tell that he's not that same confident guy because we've seen him play bad at times, miss throws, but he'll go right back in it. And he'll continue playing like the last play never happened and he'll keep his focus going. But this time around, you can see him kind of hesitant. You can see him out of his like comfort zone, just nervous, just not that same confident guy that we've seen all along. So I think that uh, Nate has some good points about his mental aspect that that could be very concerning if that's the case that it's all mental because how do you fix that you know i don't know how you fix it no more than you get into yourself get into your coaches get into your people that you trust but you know i was telling uh heckman earlier i said that, that when that it bothered me at the game I said, well i was just trying to make a play that pick six you don't have to make a play right you got too many horses, brother. Just get them the ball. I, I looked at Tom Brady in overtime last night. Just throw a cross, crossing right route that went like 60 yards. Yeah. Just get your horses the ball. And this is what bothers me is rookie Dak, you couldn't have made him throw that ball in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And so go, and to what Miss Garcia is saying, that is it. He's lacking that that smoothness, that confidence. That hey, that oh, nah, another play, we'll punt another play. He he ain't thinking like our normal rational Dak. Don't force nothing. You don't have to. You got too many horses to have to force something. So it could be the confidence thing, you know. Do you uh, think yeah. that maybe maybe what it is is he, he's kind of a victim of his own success? And what I mean by that is. You get away with doing things when things are rolling and you you take some chances and you maybe throw some balls and they end up getting converted. You're throwing downfield into some situation maybe you shouldn't have, but they get converted and you start thinking, I think I can do this, I think I can do this, rather than just take what's there, make the right throw, and and then live to fight another day. You think maybe that yeah. could be a part of it? Yeah. I mean, I, I I think it comes down to – it reminds me of last year when Dak got hurt and, and then Zeke, the next three or four games, he was fumbling a lot. He wasn't himself. You could tell he was he was pressing, he was forcing the issue. He's never had this before. He's never had to take to carry it all. And I thought that interception it was a perfect example of that. He, he has no running game. They can't run the ball. It doesn't matter who's the running back. Those offensive linemen in the center is not going to push that pile. So they can't run it to close out this game. He feels like he's got to get first down and make a play. He doesn't have to do that. Take a sack. Keep the clock going. Make him burn a timeout. I mean, I put some of that on Kellen. Why are you throwing the ball anyways? I mean, the clock is your best friend at this point. I mean, you're up by 13 points. Just, you know, do just punt the ball. If, if you're watching the game – uh, Corey Clements is having some type of success at the end of the game. It, it, it's not always about, and I try to tell people, sometimes that three yards in a cloud of dust is all you need because the clock is continuing to move. Yep. Now you have to go back into, okay, well, a three-yard pass right here to C.D. Lamb, a, a four-yard pass here to uh, to Cooper. 
the clock is it, moving and pressure is mounting on them. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that they they defense is trying to get us off the field, but for every four yards we get, they put them in a panic mode. It's Thirty I, seconds. I, and so, wow, it just, it, it, you know, I don't see where you have to panic. And I promise you, if we can. Give the ball to our running backs 35 times and come up with about 120 yards, 110 yards. You know, the average may not be great, but the time of possession will, will mount up and that will give our defense a fresh defense and they will make plays. They will make plays. But let me ask you this. I'm going to challenge you a little bit on that, Nate. When, you all, when you're going three yards in a cloud of dust, if you're getting two, three yards on a carry – you still gonna need to pass in order to get that first down, yes, and that you seems do. and that seems to be their problem. Is yeah, they can pick up that two or three yards on any given run, but on the passing downs, they're not being able to convert. And I know after the game, Mike McCarthy said, uh, you know, we got to get better in our control passing game. You know, when they take away the deep ball, we we got to be able to m- make things work in that type of scenario. The first question that came to my mind is. If they're taking away the deep bat pass, that means they probably got two safeties back. So if they got two safeties back, why are you having a hard time running against a seven-man box? Like, you ought to be able to run in that kind of scenario. That should be favorable for you. If they want to take away the deep ball, they got to give something up for that. And giving something up for that means you should be able to run. But they're not being able to run at a clip that can allow them to keep the chains moving. But you know what? I'm, I'm talking about... Running maybe first down, maybe second down. I'm talking about the run. The run to me is always the second option. Dak ought to be able to look up and say two safeties back. Now, we all know if two safeties back, the middle of that field is free. Who's better than C.D. Lamb? I don't know. We haven't seen him going up the seam in a a while. I would just cross, cross him and gallop. A take a take CD on a long post and bring uh, eighty six the young by Schultz yeah. right up under there. Let him run a Y option. The Jason the Jason Witten greatest play forever. Mm-hmm. Let him run a Y option. It, it's they are refusing to throw the mid range game. You have to throw the mid range game. And I'm not saying Dak is Tom Brady. I am not saying that. But guess who had to learn that? The kid, the kid in KC said, you know what? I'm about to learn to cut you by a thousand cuts. Exactly. I don't have to get it all yeah. in one play. Yeah. Dak has to go into that same mentality now. Every time you see him, it's, tw- it's 15, 20, 30 yards. It's a mid-range game in there that says, here's 15 to 12 yards. Let's take advantage of it. I'm just looking at this. Uh, I mean, I, I put I'm put more on Kellen now than I did before. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's 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 four. They snapped that ball with 4:24 to go, and Dak threw an interception. You're up 13 points. You you should have run the football on second and six. You just got four yards with Corey Clement, like like Nate's saying. So with second and six. On, with 4.24 to go, you, you run two in a row. If Rivera wants to call his timeouts, great. If he doesn't, then you're punting the ball with 3.18 to go up 13 points against Kyle Allen and whoever is playing quarterback. And your defense playing off yeah. the charts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is so. it was so bad or so good, depending on how you want to say it, that I, I said this to you in the, in the press box. I have more confidence with the Cowboys defensive backs getting interceptions than I do the Cowboys making catching the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought. I mean, they were going to make more plays on defense. Now we got to be careful. We don't know if that was a called run and and Dak checked out of it. We don't know that, but it certainly yeah, wasn't. Whoever made that decision, true. You got to question that decision a little bit. But it comes a point as a head coach and as an offensive coordinator. What you say when you say don't no check with me, Dak yeah. run the play yeah. and see that that and I go a step further, Zeke. 
I love you, but no. See, players, when you start letting players run the ship that ain't been to the top of the mountain. Explain go, that. What do you mean, Zeke, no? Zeke, no, you're not playing? No, you're not playing. Got it. Sit him down. Yeah. Dragging yeah. him off the field, yeah. like he said? Yeah, he, consider yourself drug. Uh-huh. The chain is already around. <laughs> kind of looked like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just for the good of the team. Yeah. For the, because one thing I did not know, just looking at film and looking at TV, homeboy is a cartoonist. The, the quarterback for the for the, for Washington reserves, he's a cartoonist. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, you right. You you look at number four, the original number four for Green Bay. You ain't that and never will be that. You just a rubber arm. That's all you are. Because th- th- this defense showed you. See, when you have a playoff caliber defense or a defense that play on a on a cal- in a caliber high caliber way, you find out who the real guys are. And he's not real. Yeah, I hope he plays in two weeks. Yes, sir. I mean, because yes, every time Kyle Allen got in the game, I was like, man. Oh, yeah, Kyle was, Allen was, the same dude that came to AT&T Stadium last year. He was a little bit more scarier. Yeah. No, that was yep. Alex Smith. Oh, was that the first game last first year? Game first game at home, year. Yeah. yeah. First game last year. So, he was he was, he was was a little bit more scarier than the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Panicky, when he first yeah. came in, you and I both looked at each other like, I don't, oh, really I don't know about that. this. I'd be happier well, to get him back. Heineke. He, whatever Heineke was – he he to start the game. He was a little bit different after a number eleven laid on him and hurt him and forced the fumble. Like mm-hmm. that play right there was a huge play in the game. Not only did he get him a touchdown and to make it eighteen nothing, but he wasn't feeling too good after that. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, it was just it, it was that right there. I mean, I, I saw two of the best defensive plays we've seen in a long time. But I mean, I don't know where we're going to get to Randy Gregory, but that to me was the greatest defensive play that I I can remember seeing ever. I mean that I, I couldn't stop just thinking that was a phenomenal play. You talking about where interception? Ran over I'm talking about the interception. No, that was going to be the other one. I thought he was going <laughs> to mention those were the two plays in that game to me defensively. Where I was like, those were just phenomenal athletic. That's a hat plays. trick. Yeah, he got a hat trick in hockey. That's three goals in one game or soccer or whatever. Yeah, he he bull rushed his guy, got a sack. Hurt the quarterback, hurt the center. Yeah, I mean, he's not trying to hurt anyone, but I mean, but that's he went what through. Trying to do, he went through both guys. Yeah. And, you know and, how long I've been waiting on this? Yeah, 13, 14 weeks. <laughs> no, 13, 14 years. years. right. Oh, it's been a oh, while. for a guy like that. For a guy just to run over a guy. Yeah, okay. We Especially at the defensive said, tackle position. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since you had one of those. Jay Ratliff, maybe? Did you hear the show this morning uh, the, on the fan when I was no, talking to the fan? They asked about when the last time these guys have been like this. Yeah. And I kind of forgot about Ratliff. I should have mentioned him. But when's the last time that they've had this kind of success with all these different weapons on defense like that? And, and I really don't think it's – We haven't it, witnessed it's, – it's, It was probably too tall, Harvey, Martin, and Randy White. Yeah. It was probably that. Because they tried with the Marcus Ware to make that and Ratliff and Canty yeah. and Spears, but it just didn't work. They weren't that dynamic. This the, – yeah. The thing that makes these dudes different – the the one thing that makes them different is they all show up when we need yes. a play. Yeah, We've had guys that come in here and be like, okay, you got two sacks and no fumbles, no turnovers came off of it. It was early in the game. It's the fourth quarter. We need somebody to make a play. Yeah. This is the difference in this defense. Yeah. You get to the end of the game back back when we've had some of these other guys, yeah. and you'd be like, oh, they had two sacks? And you don't even really remember yeah. it because it, it was inconsequential to some degree. These guys are making plays in moments they need. And I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Like, this is – I don't care what's happening with the offense. They're going to have to figure it out. 
But this is the kind of formula that the New York Giants won the exactly. Super Bowl with. They had they had that NASCAR package where they put those guys on the field who could all get after the passer. And they rode it all the way to the championship, beat three of the top offenses in the league that year in the playoffs to ride that to a championship because they had such a dominant front on defense. That's what this defense can be if they can stay healthy and they can keep playing at the level that they're How playing right now. How that offense? He was run by Eli Manning. I mean, they were all right. They weren't Functional. great. They certainly yeah. weren't great. But they they just kind of had to make a play or two here or there each game. But that defense was smothering. That was the defense that came in here and beat the Cowboys when that offense that year was one. Yeah. I mean, they were really, really good. And I think they also beat Green Bay. And it was one other team they beat that was a really good offense that year in the in the in that. Oh, they beat like Tampa and then oh, Dallas. Oh, it was New Orleans. I mean, uh, New England. They beat New England in oh, the championship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were good. They yeah, were nineteen. They were though. Good. Yeah, they were pretty good. So this, yeah, this but team that, can that do matters. That. But like, that you're matters. right though. This team can do that. This team can win. They they can. They can win the Super Bowl. They really can. They, I mean, every everybody's got their flaws. Everyone's everyone's got issues. It's going to get to the tournament, and you got to see what happens. But this defense is good enough to make plays, and and their offense. I mean, yeah, they're not playing well, but I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances on an offense that's been ranked number one yeah. most of the year. Now they're struggling now, but it, you, you you know, I was thinking about that this morning. I mean, cold weather is going to factor into some of these games. There's one spot that's going to be cold. And you know that the Cowboys are going there because of McCarthy. That's just you know, how it goes. You know what's going to happen. They're probably going to have to go to Green yeah. Bay. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Tampa, I mean Arizona, L.A. You don't have to go to L.A. probably unless they win tonight and beat Arizona. But Which I don't you kind of are hoping for. You hope L.A. wins? Well, well, when you start thinking about it, like you want Arizona to, to lose because then you have an opportunity to beat Arizona as well. That oh, pulls them back them. to the pack. Because that's the one thing to remember about the Cowboys. If you get into a full tie where all those teams in the top four or five uh-huh. are in a tie, Cowboys, I th- I want to say the first tie break is yeah it's it's up it was it's head to head it's gonna be division first two. and then it's gonna yeah but it's gonna be division and then it's going to be your record in the conference Dallas's losses for, by and large have come against the AFC most other teams are not like that so this is actually it, it there is a path for the Cowboys if they can keep winning which again they're playing some bad teams down the stretch yeah. if they can keep winning they certainly will be in position and starts with they need Arizona to lose that game tonight but let's go ahead and take our final break when we come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this offensive line in particular. I want to talk about Tyron Smith, where he is from a health standpoint and what that means for this team if he, is, uh, if he has to miss some time. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleader Dance Academies on December 21st at the Star in Frisco and December 22nd at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited, so register now at dallascowboys.com academy. Welcome back to the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk a little offensive line. We got Nate Newton with us, so of course we need to talk some offensive line. The Cowboys yesterday gave up four sacks. They they ran the ball. As you said, Nate, you thought they did okay with the running game. Obviously, the, the number of times they were able to run uh, kept the clock moving in some instances. Certainly weren't able to, to run it to the level that I think we want them to be able to run, especially if your passing game is not working. That all being saying, how would you have – what did you what did you see from the offensive line yesterday? Let's start with you, Nate. To be honest, I think they played okay. Uh, when you're dealing with Jonathan Allen and De'Ron Payne, that, that's different, brother. That, that, that's Pro Bowl, All Pro level. That's first round picks that have not, you know, have not failed. Mm-hmm. And so, even though there's missed two outside guys and Sweat and the other kid Chase Young, they still had a, a fortified front, and they, and they were good. So I knew we weren't gonna move the ball. But what we got yesterday was perfect. So the offensive line does not bother me. Now we talked about off air which left guard we want. Yeah. I don't have a problem with either one of them. But what you cannot have going down the stretch is these penalties. We got to cut out the costly penalties, the holdings, you know, the offsides. We got we can't have that. And so that's what I think they scared of with Connor is that, it, that, that at the wrong time, we're going to get that holding, and it's going to cost us dearly, yeah. and that's what they're scared of. It happened in this game. I mean, they were yeah. up 18 to nothing. Pinned back there a little bit. Deep ball to uh, Gallup, right, for yes. like 45 yards. And, mm-hmm. and it was holding. I mean, Lyell was holding his, his guy. Um, but You think a pass got off if he didn't hold? Like, the guy was coming. Do you think he gets to Dak if he didn't hold? Maybe. I don't know. I see, It just can't happen. It, yeah. it, it, it cannot happen. And, and the, the funny thing that is Lyell has – Falling so far, he he worked so hard to get that right hand going. Now to just use that right hand, he was punching before he got hurt. He was punching with that right hand and dropping. He was playing Pro Bowl ball, and now within within a year and a half with the COVID and the, uh, and the operation, man, he's just a catcher. He's still physical. He's still mean, but he's a catcher, and it's gonna cost you down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, is that something you, in your experience as a as an offensive lineman, is that something that he still can 
get back to the level that he was. Yes, yeah, so he can get back to it. But now, is he is he limber? Is he is he have flexibility in his hips? Can he twist and turn? And that's what I'm scared he can't do. So now you got Steele, who's not as strong, not as physical, but he plays with technique, mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. and technique will save you down the stretch. You know. It, I think there's something else I think we need to talk about too with that offensive line, and, and Nate is perfect uh, to to talk about that too because he was a part of it back in the '90s. Um, you know, the, when there's going, there's other team that's some big bad bullies that got your number and they feel like they own you, and you have to take it. You have to take it back. And and I know that you know they didn't play as great in the offensive line, but there was something that happened in that game that can't be overlooked. Okay, because a year ago Andy Dalton got hit, mm-hmm. and, and everybody's sitting watching. Like, ah, that looked like that hurt. Dang! And they didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> they didn't do one thing about that. And oh, 15 yards, you're ejected. Like, oh, you okay? Who's in now? Danucci. This time, that gets pushed out of bounds. Zeke goes after him, and Lyell says, "I don't give an f. I'm mm-hmm. going over there to, to headbutt this guy, punch him. I don't know what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. But that right there, to me, was a turning point in a lot of things. You're not going to come over here and bully us around and push us around. We came into your house, we kicked your ass, and we're going to keep kicking your ass. I thought that was a huge, huge point, and it could take, it could carry this team on for a while. I really I know, believe that. I know you were asking for it. Did you get an opportunity to talk to Lyle? I did talk time? to Lyle. What, what do you have to say about all that? Hey, he said. I'm going to protect my quarterback at all. Hold on. I'm getting Nate to talk about this, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to read the quote because okay. I can't paraphrase it as good, and I have it right Nate, now. Nate, are there times as an offensive lineman where you say, I don't care if I get kicked out of the game, i got to make a point? I was I was the easy – out of all of our offensive linemen, I was the most easygoing guy. I can you see know? that. And it went no problems. But they knew. Everybody knew, hey, okay, Big Noon ain't going to do nothing. He's going to play his game. He's going to yeah. be physical. He's going to try to maul you. But if you touch Troy – you touch Mike, or you touch Emmett in the wrong way, his own. His own and it's popping. And see, the thing about it, I ain't going to fight you. I ain't going to, oh, we ain't finna tussle. I'm just going to look at his name. Homeboy, you better watch out for the rest of the game. Protect your ankles. Protect your knees. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling them. They looking at me. And I'm saying, now, you may think it's a joke, mm-hmm. but you better look out for the rest of the game. Yeah. And it. And then when I roll up on them, you know, 330 pounds rolling up on your knee, on your knee, ain't nothing, nothing nice because they know I don't play that way. Yeah, yeah. But if you touch my boys, because that was my money maker, dog. Yeah. You know, I was I had free Super Bowl tickets with them. I could get extra Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna let you hurt my money makers, right, bro. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So I asked Lyle about the hit on the sideline. He said it wasn't really the late hit for me. It was more so I felt like he was rolling towards Dak's leg. It was uncalled for. I'm here to protect my quarterback at all costs, and that's the bottom line. It sounds like the rock here. But he, I, <laughs> then I asked him, you saw the play last year with Andy Dalton. He said, I was at home in my bed when I saw that play. It irked me. It made me feel some kind of way. You don't take cheap shots on guys. We don't play that type of game. We line up and go out there and play ball. We don't play dirty. We don't do none of that. At the end of the day, we're not going to take no bullshit. That's what he said, and I apologize for that. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's what he said. We could beep it out if we want to, but yeah. that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And they ended up taking that crap. They didn't take those crappy benches. They put that off the side. They're not going to take the crappy play like that. I thought it was very, very important to establish that and and you know we'll see what happens and play him again Christmas Day it'll be or Christmas day after Christmas oh yeah that this thing just got ratcheted up one more notch as though it really what you think couldn't. about those two go ahead Amber I mean 
Yeah, I great protect your quarterback or whatever, but I want to see them play better. I, I don't care about that ruffling, pushing, punching. You're hitting a helmet at the end of the day, hurt your hand. I don't know. I've never been in that kind of fighting before. But have you ever been in any kind of fighting before? Not really. Good. But and I hopefully <laughs> keep it that way. Yeah, let's but, not get into um, it. You know, this whole thing is very confusing to me because initially, first half of the season. We look at how the offense was playing, and we were just like, okay, only thing we really got to fix here is red zone and the O-line, you know, Connor Williams and all that. And then all of a sudden, you look at what they are now, and although they seem very close to being that kind of offense again, dynamic, scoring points and all that, it seems so far at the same time because – not only is it the O line, you got you. You're now talking about the running game. You're now talking about Dak Prescott. You're now talking about Kellen Moore and the amazing playbook that he had put together and such a creative guy. Where did that all go? So it's just um, it's hard to figure out exactly how I feel right now with this offensive, uh, with the offense in general, because like I said, it seems very fixable. But it doesn't at the same time. And you look at the teams that they've been going up against lately, and I've learned my lesson. Never, never underestimate an opposing team, no matter how they've been playing in the the season. It is the NFL. I have learned that. But now we can talk about the past games, you know? Looking at those teams and how they played, I feel... It's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing the way that Dallas has been performing in the past few weeks. And this last re- last stretch of the season, we got the division opponents, and you look at them, you're like, okay, yeah, they can go and beat the Giants very well. But then, are you getting better? Like, yeah, you can get better, but it makes me wonder and question, okay, how is this going to really look once you start facing playoff opponents and I get it the defense it's playing well but you can't just rely on your defense either you know I get it you just talked about that and many people say defenses win championships don't get Michael Irvin started on that by the way he don't believe it (laughs) but I mean at some point you need your offense to perform and you need your and your defense can get tired and yeah you can have the explosive guys and and this uh three-headed monster which we are all in for and love and and are really looking forward to see what else can they do but it, it's just it sucks right now I'm, yeah. I'm excited but then it's like what are we doing and i don't know i'm just i'm suck. very I'm mixed sorry. feelings it doesn't suck and and I, I i mean that's your opinion i and i respect that but like i don't think it's embarrassing and i don't think it sucks i think it's december football on the road you've won two road games in a row it it doesn't have to be pretty it won't be pretty it won't be pretty this time of year but i mean you go on the road with this banged up team as this has been it's been dysfunctional and it's not this won't be like this this offense won't won't be a team that can go to the Super Bowl. Like I said that a couple uh, minutes ago, the offense is going to have to turn it around to do that. But I'm just saying, I believe that the, that this this is winning football. Like they are figuring out ways to win. Uh, they figured out a couple ways to lose, you know. But they 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 play. They were battling against Kansas City. That that wasn't going to happen. They were battling against the Raiders. The Raiders, 
the Raiders suck right Jeez, now. The Raiders are they not suck. a good team, but they beat the Cowboys. That's a bad loss. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. That's a bad loss. Yeah. You can say all you want. If they had any receivers, they would have been all right. But they didn't, and they lost. No one cares about what Washington had. No one cares about what right. you didn't have. No one cares about that. Win or a loss. So they lost. So I, that's your opinion if you think it's embarrassing. But I don't think so because I just feel like, hey, they, they figured out. I mean, this is a three-game stretch on the road. That's the first thing we saw when the schedule came out. Well, I did. I'm like, three in a row yeah. in December? you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And they've won two of them right now. They have a good chance to win three. And I think – that's great, but I'll say it again. It is embarrassing, and it does suck. And like I said, yeah, everyone can have their opinion, but how I see it is when you look at this roster, you look at all the talent, all the way down from receivers. We praised about the tight end position, how well they were playing. We talk about the talent on the O-line, despite the mistakes that they've made. But you look at just the roster overall and see the way that they're performing, that does suck. Before we end the show, real quick, Nate, I want you to tell me, and, and I've I've always had this belief that all teams, championship teams included, all teams have portions of their season where there are challenges, where there are moments where everybody's like, man, this team, they got some problems. Go back to those 90s days, because we all, in retrospect, look back at those days as the glory days. Everything was great. Did y'all have part portions of seasons yeah, where, yeah. where it was like, man, everybody's looking at you sideways, like, man, that team, I don't know. They're not championship quality. They're not doing this. Did y'all have that? And how did y'all manage to work through that to get back to a level where you then in the playoffs were playing at a championship level? The only problem this team has, and you're, you're like, okay, obviously, okay, I'm finna state something that's so simple. The only problem that this team has is they've never played two or more consistent weeks on a high level to know where they're at. They don't know where they're at, and they don't know how good they are. And they're going to have to somehow in the next three or four weeks find that. So if they get into the playoffs, you got to know who you are. And what kept us, man, is those three guys I told you I hurt somebody about, they knew that level. The coaches knew that level. Everybody's trying to find out who they are. We know who Michael Parsons is. We know this young guy just playing lights out. We know that right there. But the rest of the team, they don't know who they are. They don't know how good they can really be. Now, we've had some guys had some success in college, but this ain't college. So until they have that two or three-game stretch where they be like, boy, we, we, we as a team laid it on somebody, they just don't know. They just don't know. I appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to get into some big picture items. We'll talk about this NFC and where the Cowboys stand there and what has to happen this weekend and maybe next to maybe wrap up the division. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Keatman, Amber Garcia, Nate Newton, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the Dave Helm. Live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?